a new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Happy Sunday, everybody. Just Rich Wilson. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball Live. We're here every Sunday evening talking the game of baseball, talking the game of fantasy baseball, talking whatever the heck we want to talk about. And I hope everyone had a happy Christmas, as the British would say. And uh, in a couple of days, it will be the breaking of the New Year's. Uh, the great Tim McLeod is with me. And Tim, you've got a blizzard-like conditions up where you are. Yeah, all of a sudden our white Christmas got a whole lot whiter, Rich. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're looking by the time it's done, probably a foot to a, a foot and a half of snow, but snow drifts, uh, the wind's really howling, so we're looking at uh, two to four foot snow drifts. Enough that I got stuck three times, called it a day, backed into the driveway, and there my car sits. So Tim uh, Tim always makes me laugh out loud, even as we're prepping for the show, and he goes... Uh, says, well, I didn't particularly like the color of the fluid underneath that I found underneath my collar dripping from my car to me. That was very funny. felt bad for you, but it was funny. <laughs> well, yeah. And you know what? I'm a master of duct tape. I'll get that puppy up and run in no time at all. I think it's power steering fluid is what I think it is. And, you know, I, again, I, I'm just guessing I'm no mechanic, but the fact that the, you know, the front wheels didn't turn probably has a bearing on it. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Just Oops. kidding! I have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea. Oh my nah. goodness, uh, Timmy! It's just, it's just the opposite here. It's it's in the mid seventies. I mean, it is absolutely gorgeous. Would it be rude during the holiday <laughs> season, Rich, to say I hate you? Yeah, I know. Like, just to flip me off. I know. Yeah, Timmy, yeah, something like that. Yeah, it, it is. It, this week has been absolutely. I don't. I don't know what happened. We had some cold weather come in, and then. It mm. rained and it pushed out, and the beautiful weather came. As you saw, I was playing bocce ball on the yeah. beach, and you posted a picture that I didn't comment on. I apologize about that. Of Christmas with the cranks, I should be inside watching that, but it was fun. Mm. Well, you know what? It, 
you know, at some point in time, I'll get you a copy of it, Rich. Okay, <laughs> so you, you like you won't have to stream it or anything like that. It'll be there for you whenever you need yeah, every it. Every time that would be funny. So uh, yeah, it was it was available on pretty much every streaming device. Timmy, you know why? It's pretty much free. No, they don't make any money off them. They just give it to to the uh, distributors to play as they please. Uh. Oh yeah, I, I saw that it was like free on most of them, and uh, I, I was, hey, I was almost at a loss for words. A classic like that, free. I figured it was a bonus at Christmas time, for, you know, for all the diehards buying into Netflix. But I, I could be wrong. Um, now, Timmy, I saw you with a big, gigantic dog, so you looked like you were yes. in dog heaven. Yes, I, I certainly am. We've got uh, uh, got Jovi here, and. Based on the weather, might have him here for another week, but uh, he's my pal. You know, he, oh, he's, he likes he's, he's, he's with, with you at your house. Yeah, he's about two feet from me, uh, sleeping at my feet, all 70 or so pounds of him. He's a husky, loves the weather. Uh, he's the only one that was happy today. He was out frolicking and jumping snowbanks and having a great time. Wow, very, very good. That's him. Any, uh, any Christmas gifts of note? Uh, no, nothing musical. Okay. Um, <laughs> well played. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Um, no, they, the kids spoiled me rotten, and I've, I've, I got some wonderful, uh, some wonderful pictures of the grandkids, and it, it was really cool. The, uh, uh, the oldest boy's uh, wife made me. It's she's got this cricket thing, and she's right into creating things. And she made a. It's an an old like antique looking board that's got what, grandkids. What do you mean, cricket? cricket thing what, what do you mean a cricket it, thing it's a i believe it's some sort of tool you use for creating uh uh i'm at a loss here crickets like crafts, the, crafts. crafts. oh crafts yeah, how'd you get like cricket i thought you were talking about the game of cricket or the uh, insect of cricket well no i think there's a, a tool you use in the crafting world it's called <laughs> a cricket oh really i did not know yeah. that timmy i've learned something new well well, I'm still learning something new too because I could be totally wrong on this one. <laughs> I don't I know. Something tells me I'm not sure you're right, Tim. But uh, we can Google yeah. that. Uh, maybe in a break we'll try to figure that out. So, and what did she make with it? Yeah, she, she took an old rustic board, okay, and she put grandkids in white across the top and little clips below, and included pictures of all the grandkids and the dogs and everything else. And it's just a, it's just a wall plaque, and you can just keep adding pictures to it. It's sort of cool. Wow. Made my day. Wow, so I, I typed in cricket tool for crafts and nothing came up, Tim. Really? Cricket machine to make crafts. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. Oh, it's at okay, Amazon. There's... Let's see what this thing looks like. Okay. Uh, it's a machine. To... Wow, it's 350 bucks. Holy cow. Must be quite the thing. Uh, yeah, I was, I'm impressed with the work anyways. <laughs> there you go. Timmy, I got, uh, I got an awesome gift as you saw. I got, uh, Lori made, uh, got some guitar picks made for me that had the P361 logo on it. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. that. That was cool, Rich. That was well, really cool, well right? Well done to Lori. <laughs> Very yeah, well done. Cool. It's funny. It was yeah, just a little tiny thing excellent. and I, I couldn't take my eyes off it. I thought that was just totally awesome. So, well, it's all the planning, uh, you know, uh, I think once you get to a certain age, you, you've got so many of the material things you want. And I think the things that become special to us are the small things that are the big things. You know, That's pictures of the grandkids, the family, the guitar picks, things that are just 
over and above and mean a little bit more than per se just the materialistic. That's all. You know the, the yeah the thought goes into it and yeah, totally no great. it was a great it was a great Christmas. Rich. Cool. And before we so Timmy for the final thing uh, and Lori and I laughed out loud I think it was last night or night before last when I was uh, before I was going to bed I was reading Facebook and up pops a Tim McLeod repost that made us both laugh and i will just read it to everybody so you get the same laugh i did it's 364 days until christmas and the freaking guy next door has his decorations up already (laughs) well played (laughs) yeah i saw that that's got me written all over i I gotta gotta get this on my facebook page can you believe the nerve of that like Uh, i know it was very waited, funny. He could have waited till at least our second snowstorm in July or something silly like that before putting them up, right? I know, Timmy, I know. All right, you want to talk some baseball? Sure, sounds good. we got a few things to talk about today. We do indeed. Uh, so, Timmy, the hot stove, it is roaring. I think, uh, didn't Edwin, Edwin, Edwin Encarnacion, get, uh, Encarnacion get signed on Christmas Day? I was somewhere around there, yeah. I sort of lost track of time with traveling back and forth, but it was sometime over the holidays, yeah. And, you know, Corey Dickerson yeah. and Cowboy Cole, Cowboy Cole found himself a home. Uh, it almost makes me wonder if Yasiel Puig might not find himself a home the way he's headed. Uh, I, I agree. So let's talk about those three, Timmy. I thought they were interesting signs. And those first guy is Corey mm-hmm. Dickerson, two years, $17.5 million. Not really interested about the money, but he had 20 home runs when he was with the Rays. They dropped the 13 last year, uh, excuse me, 18, and 12 last year in 2019. He was hurt. He never walks. Decent uh, contact skills. Good signing by the Marlins. Yeah, I think the Marlins had to do something, and uh, Dickerson will be interesting. You know, his, his best year for home runs was 2017 with 27. Mm-hmm. Uh, RBIs was when he was with Colorado back in 2014, 76. Uh, you know, he going to hit in the fifth spot for the Marlins, so there, you know, there's a potential for some power and some RBI numbers all right, well, sitting there. All right, well, why don't you, big shot, why don't you tell me first how many at-bats he's going to get, home runs, stolen bases, and batting average. I'm going to go with around 500 at-bats. Okay, so full-time at-bats. Uh, yeah, full-time player, 25 home runs, 75 RBIs, a 280 batting average, and a handful of stolen bases. It's, bat- it's going to be in the home what's runs the bat- RBI. What's the batting average again? Uh, 280. What's well, not a bad player, Tim. No, if you're looking for a fifth outfielder, uh, definitely there's some potential there. Let's see where he is going. Timmy, I am getting ready for my uh, NFBC draft. I'll tell you when we get to the next break what I've done. Just trying to, I'm actually, I'm actually prepping, Timmy. You believe that? <laughs> so. Scary, <laughs> scary stuff, Rich. I tell you, it's a new season, and uh, Dickerson's going in the. Uh, 341st ADP, so what is that, uh, 23rd round, 24th hey, round? He's going, he's going as the 93rd outfielder off the board. So in 15-team leagues, 75, you're looking at a bench slot, but I think he's got potential to deliver a little bit higher than, per se, where he's currently ranked. The, the thing that's interesting is the spread is 290 to 428. I think you're going to see him rise, and... Past players like Marwin Gonzalez, Teoscar Hernandez, 
your favorite, Mike Yastrzemski. I, I think there's a potential for him to move up. <laughs> yeah. we, have a, we have a steak and liquor, I think, on my, if we don't, we've got to do one. I'm pretty sure we do. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. I'll just hand you that one right away. Just pick whatever you want, Rich. It's yours. How's that? Yeah, well, I kind of I, I like Dickerson. I mean, I like the park he's hitting in, but uh, I, I kind of like him. If, if, if he's a 93rd outfielder off the board, let's call that the 80th, right? Because there's probably some guys that you – that's listed in the MVC. That's an outfielder, but you're going to draft him and put him at second base or something. But that's you know that's your fifth outfielder, maybe a bench slot. Well, yeah, and you know, right now you you take a look. Uh, Nico Goodrum's going at 77. Dylan Carlson Carlson's going at 79. David Fletcher at 80. There's a potential to move up, I think, and I'd be okay having Corey Dickerson as my number uh, number five outfielder, and that looks attainable at least right now. Let's move to um, let's move to what's happening in Chicago, Timmy. I, I find it curious. I'm just going to read mm-hmm. you and another they signed Edwin, Edwin Encarnacion. Besides second base and shortstop up the middle, every other yeah. position is going to be manned by a uh, by a Latin player. I, I don't know what that means, oh. but Yasmani Grandel, Jose Abreu, Yoan Mikata, Eloy Jimenez. Eli, uh, um, Garcia, which I don't know if he's actually going to wind up playing center field. No more Mazzaro. And now Edwin Encarnacion. The only guys up the middle are is probably going to be Tim Anderson and uh, Nick Madrigal. I have no idea what that means. I just find it interesting. Yeah, it is sort of interesting. And I have no idea what it means either, uh, Rich. You, know, you, you look at uh, even the pitching. You get Gio Gonzalez, Ronaldo Lopez, uh, Alex Colomay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a very, very strong uh, Gio Gonzalez. Yep, base. yep. Yeah, there, there yeah. is. So it's it's very, very interesting. But look, uh, Encarnacion is uh, 37. Still hit 34 home runs last night. Contact rate's okay at 21 percent. Strikeout rate he still walks a lot. You think he's got anything left, Tim? Well, you know, the last season that he hit less than 30 home runs was 2011. Okay, since that period of time, he's only had two seasons with under 100 RBIs, 86 and 2019 last year. I uh, got squeezed a bit on playing time with the move to the Yankees, 98 in 2014. He's first been... Oh, we lost Tim. Tim, you still there? All right, got back, Tim. Tim was out in the ether somewhere. You were you were spewing about Edwin Encarnacion. Well, yeah, since uh, the last time he hit under 30 home runs was 2011. Okay, he's only had two seasons under 100 RBIs uh, since that uh, 2011 season. And, you know, 98 and 2014 is pretty close. Last year, ran into some playing time uh, issues near the end of the year, but still hit 86. You know, I know he's going into his age 37 season, but he's going to bat fifth in that lineup. With Abreu and Grandel ahead of him, and Eloy behind him, that's a pretty good spot uh, for uh, E5. And right now, he's sitting with a 214 ADP, going, that's roughly the 14th round. When you start looking at first base, I'd be very happy, I think, to own E5 this year. Totally agree. It's the 21st first baseman off the board. I mean, again, some of those guys probably are not going to play first base. You get Bellinger, Freeman, Alonzo, Rizzo, LeMahieu, Goldschmidt, 
Olsen. I mean, Muncy's probably going to be at second at Brayu Bell. Grundell's probably going to be at catcher Mancini. So, I mean, if you wait, Timmy, on first base, it's not a bad move for Encarnacion. I agree with you about the lineup. Yeah, and I I think the problem you're going to see is as you know the NFBC right now I believe they have only 44 drafts completed at least that's what I have in front of me and I think what you're going to see is you're going to see uh, Edwin moving up the boards fairly quickly you know when you look at first base you know you you get into you know. DJ LeMahieu, you, you, you know, you're going to want him at first, third, second. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Max Muncy's another iffy, but yeah, Grandel, Grandel, you're going to use at catcher. Mm-hmm. Okay. Trey, Trey Mancini could be first base or outfield. Uh, Guriel, Reese Hawkins, Danny Santana, uh, my stick and liquor winner. Uh, Luke Voigt, Jock Peterson. There's a lot of questionable first basemen in there ahead of him right now, and I'd feel much more comfortable taking uh, Edwin ahead of some of those guys. Totally agree with you, Timmy. I totally agree. Uh, how many home runs so, this year? Uh, 34. Well, so I, done like Denner. That's who I'm targeting, yeah. Timmy, because I will be signing up for my slow draft probably tomorrow, and that's whom I think I'm going to target for my first base. Yeah, I, I think if you can get him – Somewhere between the tenth and twelfth round, I think that's a really, really good, good spot. I'm thinking a hundred plus RBIs with it, you know, two forty five uh, batting average. Yeah, uh, the D backs also. You mentioned at the top, Timmy signed your guy uh, Cole Calhoun, two years, sixteen million dollars. Bounced back last year for thirty three home runs. I don't know if you took took a look, but the last two or three, four years, it's been 17, 18 home runs. It feels like, Timmy, he was a product of the juice ball to me. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Okay, I, you know, he's going to a good park, but looking at this year, I'm looking at more in the low 20s for home runs, 70, 70 75 RBIs, and probably somewhere in the 235, 240 batting average. Let's see where he is going, Timmy, unless you've already looked. Calhoun. Calhoun is going 90, 355th, the 95th outfielder off the board. Let me let me give a couple of guys around him. Uh, 94, uh, Satsugo. I'm assuming you'd rather have him than Calhoun? Uh, yes. <laughs> Corey Dickerson? <laughs> yep. Uh, you'd rather have Satsugo higher than Mike Trout, correct? Uh, no, just behind him. It's oh, tucked him. in, okay. uh, just, just behind him, yes. Oh, just behind him, him, between him and Mookie Betts. Okay, there we go. There we go, yeah. Uh, what about Stephen Piscotti? Uh, 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 I'll, I'll take, uh, I'll take Calhoun. I will too. Nemo, I, I'm assuming you're going to take Calhoun in front of Nemo. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Manny Margot. Uh, yeah, because I'm hearing that San Diego is interested in Nakayama, one of the uh, Japanese players. Coming they they say they're interested in everybody. Uh, well, no, <laughs> I, I, I think there was a couple players they weren't interested uh, in, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. There's there's playing time issues at hand. When when I'm drafting at at this stage early, uh, and it's close. I want a situation wherever possible where I get the at-bats. Cal, Calhoun and Jackie Bradley Jr. Uh, Calhoun. Well, so it's, I mean, you took the guys ahead of him. What about Mike Yastrzemski? 
Uh, Mike Ustremski is only beat by Sutsugo. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm seeing Gregory Polanco. What yeah. about Sam Hilliard? Again, question marks as far as playing time is concerned. So, yeah. you know, on these on, on these early drafts that you're doing, I think it's very, very important wherever you can to shore up playing time. You know, uh, you end up with a guy as your fourth, fifth outfielders that all of a sudden is in a situation where he's in a platoon. Uh, that's not good. Here's two guys going a couple, three rounds ahead of him. Just your thoughts here. Kevin Kiermeyer and Jesse Winker. Uh... Winker Winker concerns me a little bit. Kiermaier, I, I think you know what you got as long as he stays on the field. Yeah, so it's 120 games. He's not going to play yeah. a full season. Never does. Yeah. No, I, you should be able to get enough stolen bases there to return some sort of value as a fifth outfielder. Okay, so out of these three guys, Timmy, order them in terms of your interest in owning them. And I'd like to know also, would you mm-hmm. target any one of these? I've already said that I'd like to target E5. Yeah, def- definitely E5. He's number one on this list, and it's not even close. Uh, then we got a huge gap, and Corey Dickerson sort of intrigues me. Uh, I, I think I'd probably roll the dice on Dickerson before uh, Cole Calhoun. I agree. I agree, Timmy. A couple, you know, those were kind of mid-level uh, batters that were out there. A couple mm-hmm. more hitters that were signed. Uh, Cesar Hernandez and Travis Shaw. Any interest in these two? I know second base is very weak, as, as we did our first mock draft. Hernandez could carry some value. What about Travis Shaw? Uh, well, the thing I find with, with Shaw is, uh, you know, he strikes out a ton. He always has. Last year, he struck out 89 times in 230 at-bats. Yeah, there's a potential for a bounce back uh, year from Shaw as far as the power is concerned. But, you know, what's he going to hit? Not much over 200 would be my guess. Uh, the thing I find a little disturbing is that uh, I thought the Jays would give Rowdy Telez a good shot. Yeah. And it, you know, when, when they sign Shaw, hey, Maybe it's a platoon situation, whatever. But Telez is just heading into his age 25 season. And, you know, a signing like Shaw doesn't really bode well for Telez's opportunities. Yeah, I was never, I'm not never a big fan of Telez. I mean, he doesn't make a great, it gets strong as an ox. He's got muscles yep. all over the place. It just doesn't make enough contact, doesn't control the strike zone. And I, I just don't know, Timmy. I, that was, you know, he's a big boy. I just never very mm-hmm. athletic. I don't know. I, I never was a big fan. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan, but I just thought it would make sense at his age and with where the organization is right now to give him a shot. Yeah. And it appears they've hedged their bets with Shaw, so I'm not really interested in Shaw. Cesar Hernandez is currently going 28th off the board at second base. Yeah, you're looking at mid-teens home run potential. Yeah, 50, 60 RBIs, maybe 10 stolen bases. Yeah, I, I could see him being a bench slot, uh, maybe middle infielder. Nothing higher on. than that. You don't see him like being a top 15 second baseman off the board. No, definitely not. When you, when you look at second, I he's the sort of guy that won't hurt you, but I don't think he gives you enough that you're going to invest in him. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when you look at, you know, are you going to take a chance on... Uh, well, hey, looking up the board, D. Gordon will probably go before him. Rough, rough net o- Odor, Colton mm-hmm. Wong. Nineteenth is off the board is Newman, and I'm definitely taking Newman ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Brandon Lau, uh, you're going to take Brandon Lau yeah. ahead. You take Brian McMahon, I think, ahead. So, yes, yeah. So you're right. 
Yeah, and I, I I think 15 home runs. I'm not sure about that. Into the stolen bases, he's just not running as much as he used to. Yeah, he's what I think 29, 30 somewhere in there. Uh, again, he's a nice little player, and he's a nice player to have. Uh, on your bench in the event of injuries, but he's not somebody I'm going to be looking uh, looking to roster. No. Yeah, he's still being rostered in the NBC because it's he's being taken in the 18th, 19th round. So, you know, mm. he's going. Yeah, you know, he's he's being. I I think looked upon as a middle infielder. It appears mm-hmm. based on his ADP. Yeah, two eighty nine. So you're looking at ten rounds, one fifty, twenty. Yeah, he's going eighteenth to twentieth round. Probably as a middle infielder. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I'm going to take a break and let's talk about some of these pitchers that have been uh, that have been signed. Sounds good. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Speaking of pictures, Timmy, I spent the entire afternoon writing mm-hmm. algorithms, diving through pitching stats to try to find guys that I want to target for my NFPC draft coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who's this algorithm guy? He's a, he's a really smart guy, way smarter than us, Timmy. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to give you a couple of names. That sounds like fun. I'm always up for a couple of names. Fire away. So first of the algorithm was basically looking at uh, first cut was ERA versus expected ERA or FIP. Uh, mm-hmm. And that was kind of the first cut. And then I took a look and ranked everybody by strikeout and walk rates and then did standard deviations to find out how they would grade in the 20 to 80 scale and put a grade associated with that. Looked at home runs and did some some fancy math. And the guy oh. that came at the top of the list was was Chris Sale, but he's going to be at the top of the list, Timmy, just because he had right. such a bad season. The next guy was Brandon Woodruff. Wow, that is surprising. Brandon Woodruff. I... I'm looking at everything, Timmy. This guy could be really, really good. Yes. Uh, ob- obviously, I... I haven't got to the stage where I'm actually doing any any serious research. Where's uh, let me just take a look and see where Woodruff is going right now. Am I might guess he's going in the thirty. He's uh, I haven't I haven't here. He's gone in the seventh round. Yeah, and he is to me again. He was hurt last year, only 121 mm-hmm. innings, but uh, his strikeout per nine is 11. His walk That's per nine solid. is 2.2. Um. His home run rate was uh, a little high, but not off the charts. Pitched to a 3.62 ERA with a 3.01 fielding independent to average. Timmy, 
there's a lot to like here. So he ranks, he's got a 60 grade on the strikeout and walk rate. So I'm hmm. pretty interested in that. Yeah, I guess, you know, when I look at the NFBC board that's sitting in front of me, are you going to take Woodruff ahead of Jose Barrios and Sonny Gray and Mike Soraka? Because currently the NFBC boys are. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to take Woodruff first. So he's one of my targets, Timmy. Um, so that's that's what I'm going to do. And a guy that uh, didn't really uh, come into my, my trap of guys, but somebody who I was pretty excited. Oh, uh, Oh, here it is. He, he actually, you know, the first cut was really the difference between the fielding independent and his ERA. And this guy had, was pretty close together, but have you seen what Frankie Montas has done? Uh, yes, I have. I own him in a couple of dynasty leagues and Timmy, I'm very happy to own him. Uh, this is a, this is, this is pretty impressive stuff is a 70. He doesn't walk anybody. So he grades out at 70 on the 80 to 20 scale, 70 walk performance and a 55 strikeout. So it's, it's above average strikeouts. Um, and, uh, so I really like it. I think just lost Tim. Hopefully he is back now. Tim, you back? I sure am. I didn't, so, uh, I didn't know I was gone. <laughs> okay. But, uh, I just heard the, the Skype kind of beep at me, but uh, Frankie Montas, I think it's well, uh, I, I, I'm happy for you that you own him in some dynasty leagues. There's some upside there. He's got the suspension and, you know, hopefully, you know, these, uh, you know, performance wasn't enhanced too much, I guess. Yeah, so when you look at Montez, he's going at 40 off the board. Woodruff's at 30. 121 versus 91. So you're looking at a full round plus a bit. Uh, Would you take Montez? uh, Would you wait on Montez if the right bat was available when you're looking at Woodruff? Uh, I don't think so. I really want want Woodruff now. I I could, Timmy. I mean, it all depends. I might not get Woodruff, so... uh... You know, but right. I, 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 the other guy really want to Snell. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people. Where's Snell sitting right now? He's got to be top ten. Yeah, he's round. sitting at ten. Yeah, it's going yeah. third round. So yep. So if yeah, I go with a stra- if I go with a strategy of two pitchers in the first three rounds, Snell would be mm-hmm. my uh, my guy in the third round if I can get him. It's just going to depend where I where I draft out of. But just so I'll, I'll be putting together a pod on all of this, Timmy. But some really interesting mm-hmm. guys have have surfaced, and some some guys that you want to avoid have also surfaced, Timmy. And I'll just give you no a doubt. couple. I've just give you a couple of these guys: uh, Dallas Keuchel, mm-hmm. ugh. Zach Davies. Yep. Ooh, ooh, Timmy, this is not good. Mm-hmm. It's Zach Davies. Has a 30 grade strikeout. This doesn't strike out anybody. Walk rate's okay at 55, but he had a 456, a 355 ERA with a 456 fielding independent average. Not good. Jake Arrieta, Gio Gonzalez, Julio Tehran. Ooh, not good. Yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of slow ball pitchers in there, isn't there? Those yeah. strikeout rates are making a difference. Yeah, so uh, so I'm definitely not interested. Dakota Hudson, I saw him get traded in the Dynasty League. That just, that's really ugly stuff. I mean, there's some obvious guys like Eric Fetty, <laughs> you know, and Mike Montgomery, yeah. Jason Vargas. I mean, mm-hmm. those are the guys you obviously want to avoid. But some of those are like, yeah. oh, maybe I would like to get Dakota Hudson. I I would I would seriously uh, like take a pause before you do that, Timmy. Three thirty-five mm-hmm. ERA with nearly a five fielding independent uh, average. And doesn't strike out enough. He's below average in the strikeouts and walks. Well, yeah, he's the type of pitcher that got hot last year. And if you picked him up, 
you did very well. You got a nice run out of them. But there's a big difference between picking somebody up off the waiver wire, uh, taking advantage of a hot streak, as compared to the following year looking at actually having to pay for them. Uh, yeah. that, that's a big difference. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have them get the pitchers up where Dakota Hudson is going. But it's got to be fairly high, Timmy, because, I mean, people are going to look at that uh, that great, uh, yeah, he's going, well, 279, so he's the 108th pitcher off the board. So this includes relievers. So he's probably the 80th pitcher, so people are drafting him as a fifth, fifth, sixth pitcher. Yeah, I was going to say everybody's reading the same stats as you, Rich. Uh, you know, when you're going 280 off the board, you're, you know, he's being drafted as a 6-7 type starter. Yeah, you got uh, Cole Hamels in front of that. I'd much rather have Cole Hamels. Uh, probably Steven Matz as well. You know, the injury is there. Mm-hmm. Jose Quintana is an interesting guy. He's another guy that, that ranks fairly high with my algorithm, but I'm scared to death of him, Timmy. He's going way late. He's going 306 off the board. Um, yeah, I, I think I'll pass on that one. Rich. Yeah, I, th- uh, I think I'm done with Jose Quintana. <laughs> Timmy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had the good years there, so so life life is good for me. But you know, I, I'd rather take a chance on a Forrest Whitley at one hundred and seven yep, totally off agree. the board. Yep. Or San. One pitcher I, uh, that I I really like is Sandy Alcantara. Yeah. Agreed. You know, we, you're looking at one hundred and two. Uh, you know, Kopech at ninety nine, AJ Puck at ninety eight, Brendan McKay at ninety seven, Dustin May at ninety six. There's a nice there's a nice group of pitchers sitting in there. And when in doubt, once I get into my six, seven starters, upside comes into play in a big way for me. I'm looking for it. Yep, I totally agree. Let's talk about upside, Timmy, with Hunjin Ru. Um, I, I, I'm going to say something, Timmy. I, I, I do not like the signing at all by the Blue Jays, uh, but this is why you hire Scott Boris to get you $20 million a year for four years. Granted, you know, he had a great season last year, Timmy. It was the first time yeah. he's been healthy in, like, years. I mean, first season league, he pitched 192 innings. Then he dropped 152 in 2014. Mm-hmm. He hardly pitched in 15. He hardly pitched in 16. Didn't pitch much in 18. And then was limited to 226 innings in 2017. And then, of course, he has his free agent year, pitches 182 innings, and looked great. I, I, I mean... What? How many innings is he going to pitch next year? It's got to be something a lot less than that. Um. Well, I don't know. He's well rested. He hasn't <laughs> been abused. Okay. He's got lots of miles left on the arm based on the fact that he didn't use it in a lot of years. So, uh, uh I, I know it's your first question is over under under 120. I'm going with the over. I'm going with the under, Timmy. I I, I mean, he's got two years of pitching over 150 innings. Steak and liquor on that one, Rich. I don't want to do steak and liquor if the guy's going to get hurt or not. I don't want to be wishing for him to get hurt. So, because uh, I think he's going to get hurt, that's that's my point. So I don't want to do that. Uh, okay, okay. But okay. but uh, and I don't like him pitching in Toronto, Timmy. You know, people get hit hard. They're going to be against the Yankees and the Red Sox. I, you know, say what you want about the Red Sox, I and mean, that's still mm-hmm. a really good hitting team. And Tampa's no no bad team as well. I mean, the Orioles will feast on the Orioles a little bit, but I, I don't like yep. it, Tim. I just don't like it. Uh, I think when you look at the options that were presented to the Jays, okay, and I'm ignoring the scuttlebutt that you know it was around that they were in on Cole. Okay, did you catch that one? 
Yeah, I mean, you can, everybody can yeah, say that, Timmy. I mean, what do you? Well, I, yeah, they can sit there and say that was on Mike Trout too. I mean, you know, you can say whatever yeah. you want when you don't get the guy. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, the Pirates were all in and cool too, right? Yeah. yeah okay, but no, I, I I think he's good for the Jays because the Jays are at a point where they're going to be developing and bringing up some young pitchers. Okay, Nate Pearson being one. I think he'll work well with the younger pitchers. I think if he can pitch to 140 to 160 innings over the length of that contract, and I think it's entirely possible, uh, maybe not probable, but possible, uh, I think he can be an asset. And let's face it, the Jays are going to have a hard time getting free agent pitching. That's just the nature of what it is to be a team in Toronto, okay? Uh, so you overpay, for, int- you overpay for a guy who's 33 years old. You're going to spend $20, $20 million a year? Really? Yeah, but they're going to get most of that back because apparently every Jays game, okay, is going to be uh, live-fed to Korea this year. Between really? between the, t- the TV revenues for the Korean games plus the sale of merchandise hmm. – Plus the fact that it probably also gives them uh, a pretty solid in moving forward into that Korean market. Okay, um, I think there's I think there's some benefits there, Rich. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you know, that's kind of the what uh, Yao Ming when he was with the Houston Houston Rockets back in the day. Timmy, he was mm-hmm. a Chinese player, and they promoted the heck out of him back to China and. Now you know made it, I think he's a Hall of Famer and 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 now the Houston Rockets are the most popular team in China by far. So I mean, it, well, yeah. it, you know, it does that kind of thing does play. So he they might get a tail on just bringing fans to Toronto who will stay fans even after even after Rue leaves. Well, and the other thing that you're going to see in Toronto is between the Rue signing and Yamaguchi and. Uh, Rourke, uh, you, you're going to see more fans in the seats next year. So I, I think the Jays will uh, the Jays will cover that eighty million. I don't I don't see it as being on paper four years eighty million sounds like a lot, but I think there's a recovery and a net benefit on that eighty million dollar deal as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll, I'll give you that. I, I just I'm not sure how good he's. I, he's a good pitcher when he pitches. I just don't know how much he's going to yep. pitch. And I, I I think he's yeah playing in the AL East. I mean. It could leave a mark, as you would say. Well, yeah, it could leave some bruising. Yeah, it's it's a tough division, but with any luck at all, he'll start at least 10 games against the Orioles. Yeah, there you go. Dylan Batons, this time he gets signed by the Mets, he goes across the city or, you know, across the – because he's going to go across the East River, right, to to play for the Mets. Timmy, simple question, over under 10 saves? Under. So Edwin Diaz gets what percentage of saves? Lugo get what percentage? And and Batances gets what percentage? Uh, I I think Diaz gets the bulk of the save opportunities until he struggles, and, and then I think get... they turn turn it over to Lugo, and I think Batances is third in line. Really, that was that's what I was driving at. So if if you're mm-hmm. speculating for saves and early drafts for the for the match, you're taking Lugo. 
Yeah, I am. I'm still taking Lugo. I, I think he's he's earned that right in New York. He's pitched very, very well. And, you know, I, I, I don't see the Mets bypassing uh, Lugo for Batonsis right now. And the other thing that's interesting, too, when you look at the, the Mets bullpen, they got Familia there. They got Brock sitting there as Selman, Justin Wilson as the Southpaw. Uh, the Mets have got themselves a really good bullpen. They really do. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, Diaz has got to bounce back to me. He pitched okay yeah. last year, but the, if he can bounce back, I, that that's going to help that team greatly. Oh, definitely. And, uh, you know, at, at his age, he was worked really hard in Seattle. He had a tough year last year. But right now I have to believe that the Mets are going to give him every opportunity to succeed. Uh, they paid a small fortune for him, so uh, like I said, I if I had to if I had to bet on it, it, you know, the only thing that will pull Diaz from the role is is failure, and that could very well happen. But I'm betting on a bounce back. Yeah, Justin Dunn has already made his major league debut, and Kellenic will likely make it, if not this year in 2021, and he's going to be special, Timmy. And speaking mm-hmm. of special, Scott Boris does it again. Dallas Keuchel, three years, $55 million, got an option year, could take it all the way close to $80 million, same as uh, Hunjin Roo. He'll be 32 on January 1st, which I find to be interesting, that literally on New mm-hmm. Year's Day. Stuff has clearly diminished Timmy since his Cy Young year when he was with Houston. So okay, last yeah. year, 472 ERA, got pretty lucky, high rate of home runs. He gave up 1.28 per nine. Didn't hurt him too much. That's where he's why he's ranking very low with my algorithm. Is somebody you're interested in, Dallas Keuchel? Because you can get him pretty late. Not really. You're looking, I think right now he's going 109th off the board. Uh, an ADP of two, uh, 281. I'll be taking a chance on the young pitchers with the big strikeout potential. But at the same point in time, I get what the White Sox are doing. I don't think it's a bad, uh, the money's questionable, but I don't think going to a pitcher like Keuchel is a really bad move because the White Sox need a workhorse. They need a guy that they can send out there for 180, 200 innings. Okay, and how's Mark Burley for a comp? That sort of pitcher. The oh, White yeah, Sox for sure. Needed for, yeah, he's, been, needed... he's, been, he's been Mark Burley for years. <laughs> you know, yeah. A little bit better than Mark Burley, but a similar mm-hmm. guy, soft tosser, can really paint yep. the corners, great command, good, good fielder, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah, and you look at, you know, Giolito's obviously the ace of that rotation. But, you know, you got Ronaldo Lopez and Gio Gonzalez and Dylan Cease and Michael Kopech. Uh, I think Keuchel fits in well with what the White Sox are attempting to do. And I think he'll be an asset to that team. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to rush out and invest in in our game. That's a whole different kettle of fish, right? I think if, if Michael Kopech is the key, if he comes back to me... And is even 80% of what he has a chance of being Giolito comes back and, you know, pitches similar to what he did last year, throwing Dylan Cease, uh, potentially having, a, you know, be, beginning to take a step up. All of a sudden, you take that offense with three guys, one having a chance to be a number one in uh, Giolito and, and then Kopech not that far behind. Oh, that's a playoff team for sure, Timmy. And somebody might might have a longer run than we think. Yeah, I, I like what the White Sox are doing. They are clearly my favorite uh, in the AL Central right now. The Twins haven't upgraded their pitching, and there's question marks all over the place. Uh, uh, and, hey, who knows what the Indians are doing? You know, they definitely haven't done anything to improve their squad this offseason, have they? 
No, no, they have not, Timmy. And the Astros have been very quiet as well. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Did you see the the rumors? Uh, I, I think they're just rumors at this stage. But Detroit getting Brandon Marsh for Matthew Boyd. Uh, that was, that that I found very interesting, uh, especially for the Tigers. I think I think Brandon Marsh Marsh would be a great get for Matthew Boyd. I do too, Timmy, and it's probably not going to happen. I don't know if I'm the Angels. Mm-hmm. I do that. I mean, they've got they got Julio Tehran and they got Dylan Bundy. Why do they need another pitcher, Timmy? I don't understand that. Well, they need another pitcher, but I don't think they need <laughs> Matthew Boyd. How's that? <laughs> yeah, look, I think Matthew Boyd had a really good run at the start of the season. You nailed it. Yep. Good for you. Uh, but by June 18th, 20th, July 1st, he was back to being eh, Matthew Boyd. Ask me how many games I started him in the second half, Rich. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. and, and that's, he rode the pint. Yeah, I mean, he, he just, you know, he, 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 he basically did not perform in the second half, and uh, so I, 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 it would be a great pull if they get Brandon Marsh. Look, uh, Boyd still has a lot of team control, but Brandon Marsh could be a, a really, really nice player. I just don't know if Boyd is more than a number four. Yeah, I, I look at Brandon Marsh and. Uh, I I see Jason Worth in his prime written all over him. You know, he, he even even looks like him with the with the wild beard uh, yeah, yeah. going on. But I I see a player that has the potential to be like a, a Jason Worth type player. And man, I, if I was Detroit, I'd be all over that one. Yeah, quickly. he's more he's more athletic than Jason Worth, right? It's just a guy who can definitely play center field. He's going to be he's a better center fielder than both Adele and Trout. Uh, mm-hmm. Whether they ever move Trout out of center field, I mean, who knows? But he, he can definitely play center field. And he's still a little raw, Timmy, but, uh, man, that guy is tooled up, man. He's got speed. He's got power. That reminds me offensively a little bit of Jason Worth. And it's hard. It's easy when the, the beard comes in because he does look a little bit like him. Well, yeah, a big, tall, lanky kid uh, that runs the bases. Jason Worth was uh, pretty strong on the base pass when he was in his uh, prime as well those yeah, first think, few years. Wasn't Jason Worth? Jason Worth was really tall, though. Wasn't he like 6'6 six, six or something? Uh, yeah, he was tall. I, I don't know how tall Marsh is, but I, I'd say he's probably 6'2", anyways. Yeah, so Jason Worth. Let's see how tall Jason Worth was. I, I always remember him being very tall. Uh, Fangraphs is coming up very slow. Let's see. Mm-hmm. He is... Uh, six foot five. Okay, yeah, he, he was. Uh, Marsh and, is uh, not. Like, Marsh is not nearly that that height. No, I would I would guess it's six two, but yeah, six two one ninety for Marsh. Yeah. Timmy, let's take another break, my friend, and let's get back. Mm-hmm. We're ready to talk some Houston Astros and in the rest of the AL West. Yeah, just like Todd Rundgren once said, let's bang on the drum all day, Rich. Uh, Well played, Timmy, well played. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tim, any, any New Year's resolutions you got going on this year? Yeah, I'm making the same one that I've made for the past 15 or so years, Rich. I've been very consistent. And each and every year, I make a resolution to not make any New Year's resolutions. I've never broken it. I'm oh, on a there roll. There you go. There you go. Uh, somebody told me today that uh, they've got three days left to work on their 2019 year's resolution to, uh, to lose 20 pounds. They only have 30 more to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah. Uh, note to self: quit washing your jeans in hot water. It's not a good thing. It really there you go. There you go, Timmy. All right, so we're we're on, uh, believe it or not, we're on our last division here, Timmy. We're uh, sometimes we don't make it all the way through, but made it through this year. Got started a little yeah. earlier. Next week, Timmy, you got one week, seven days left to get those catcher rankings done, because we start with the true fantasy prep by looking at catchers next week but for this week we're talking the astros uh, astros angels a's uh mariners and rangers yeah it's uh yeah i remember some years when we didn't get it done but uh we're actually quietly becoming like efficient aren't we scary stuff rich it's amazing when i when i actually put a calendar together to you what what, uh, what, what amazing thing has happened when you actually plan <laughs> <laughs> oh, who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk, thunk it, Timmy? That uh, you actually need yeah. to think through this stuff, so you, the timing actually works. So, uh, but anyway, let's talk with the Astros. First question, Timmy, and you know I'm worried about the Astros. Over under a hundred wins in 2020. Under, Rich. I got under too. I was going to do steak mm-hmm. and liquor if you went over. No, 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 no. I, I think I think mid 90s. I think it's enough to win the division. I think they're going to sweat it out this year, Timmy, and uh, they could hmm. be. It, it could be they 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 make the late charge uh, at the end of the year, but uh, that pitching worries me. I mean, I love Verlander, but Zach Greinke, hmm. yeah, they don't have Garrett Cole anymore. Lance McCullers, is he going to come back? Is he going to be healthy? Is is Whitley going to be the Whitley we saw in the Arizona Fall League or the guy we saw in AAA last year? I mean, I, I don't. There's so many questions. Yeah, there's definitely questions and. You know, when you look at the rest of that division, the, the Oakland A's have got a pretty fair team. They've got lots of lots of young pitching, and uh, it'll be interesting to see. If definitely, Oakland would be my favorite to give them the run for the money. Yeah, I mean, let's I mean, we'll get to Oakland, but we just talked about Frankie Montas, and yeah, they've got some really nice pitchers coming. Well, I totally agree with you. But let's finish up with the uh, with the Astros. Jordan Alvarez is is the guy that. You know, it's it's been all the talk. He's, I think, besides Jose Altuve, he's second guy off the board for the Astros in fantasy drafts, right? And ahead of George Springer. So one of the best players since he arrived in June. Tim, I don't know if you looked at this. 27 home runs, 78 RBIs, a 313 batting average, and a 412 on-base percentage. Strikeout rate was okay at 25.5%. I say okay. That's a little high, but when you've got 50 home run raw power sitting there. That's okay. I mean, you, you'll take that. I don't think he's a 300 hitter. I think it's more 265, 270, but he gave a 360 on base percentage and 40 to 50 home runs. Is that too much of a projection for him, Tim? 
Uh, no, but it'd be nice if he'd steal some bases, right? Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. I, I, I'll put the over under at one. <laughs> so I'll take the over. <laughs> Will you? That, that would be a fun yeah. bet. Yeah, that's a fun one. Yeah. I, well, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll you go think he's going to steal two bases? Yeah, I'll go with two on Alvarez <laughs> on the stolen bases. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Before we do that, I'm not going to do a Rafael Devers thing again. If he stole eight bases last year, then that's that's going to be annoying. So how many bases did he steal last year? Do you know, Tim? He stole eight, and he stole them all in the first six weeks of the season. I think he got caught eight or nine times. And once he got to about May, he never stole a base after that, I don't think, Rich. Not all successful. Right. Uh, let's see. Jordan Alvarez, before I confirm this bet. Man, my computer is very similar. Maybe that's why I keep you keep getting knocked off. I am in up, one of the upstairs bedrooms. Okay, uh, no stolen bases. I, I, well, he told he stole two bases in AAA, Timmy. Hmm. Uh, I, I, that's interesting. Sold six bases in 2017 with uh, mm-hmm. and uh, North Carolina. I, it's uh, uh, over under one, so you got a, two to win. Yeah, two to win, Rich. All right, there we go. It'll be fun. If he steals three bases in, in April, Timmy, um, we're not doing any more stinking liquors. Yep. Stolen bases uh, with big, big fat guys. So. Yeah, expect a phone call, uh, Dr. Mershak, okay? It'd be in the works. If he steals three, okay, I'll be doing my own podcast on Blog Talk Junior Radio or something. <laughs> very, very funny. Uh, Timmy's ADP is yeah. 37. I, 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 I struggle with taking a guy who's designated hitter and maybe he gets 10 10 uh 10 starts in the outfield at some point i i i, I do you take a designated hitter that early uh, the, the potential rich is just so astronomically high you know hey the numbers speak for themselves okay yeah the batting average is gonna come down but uh would i be shocked if he hit 50 home runs next year no i wouldn't and he drove in 120. I wouldn't be shocked at all. You know, Jordan Alvarez could be a DH drafted in the first round. Okay, wow. a year from now. He's, I think he's got that much talent, uh, Rich. And when you're looking at production of that magnitude, does it matter where you slot him into your roster? Really? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I mean, you know, Peter Gammon said that the comp he was given was uh, David Ortiz. I never heard that comp. I heard Nelson Cruz as the comp. Um, but, man, I mean, Timmy, if he does 50 home runs and 120 bats, 270, 280 with a 400 on base percentage, that that could be David Ortiz. Yeah, and David Ortiz was a well, borderline Hall of Fame pick. player. Borderline yeah. Hall of Fame player. Yeah, no, I doubt that I will own Jordan Alvarez in that many leagues this year, simply because I'll want to try and secure speed early. Yeah. But if you're looking for power, you know, he's in a group of players, uh, a very limited group that has 50 home run potential. And he's, what, 22 going into his, what, age 23 season, I believe? Yeah. That's pretty pretty amazing. It is, Timmy. Uh, I I own him in four out of the five dynasty leagues that I'm in, so I doubt I'll mm-hmm. get him in the two new startups because I just yeah. won't get him. But yeah. uh, I you know I bet on him and and uh, and and won that bet. Last question for the Houston Astros: Over under 400 at bats for Kyle Seager, Kyle Seager, Kyle Tucker. Uh, unfortunately, this year under 2021 over. Reddick still got 13 mil left uh, in one year. Uh, Brantley's in the same situation, 15 mil, one year left. 
Uh, I struggle trying to believe that Tucker will get 400 plus at bats this year. I, uh, you know, hey, unless Reddick really, really falls off or there's an injury with Brantley, something along those lines. And I'm not going to bet on that right away. So I'm going to go the under on uh, Kyle Tucker. But I like 20, uh, 2021 an awful lot. It's interesting. We had the great Dr. Mershak on during our uh, mock draft tenure that seemed like years ago we did that. And he, yeah. I mean, he was like adamant that, that the Astros had to play Tucker. I mean, he's too good to sit on the bench. And I kind of get his sentiment a lot. I think he sits on the bench. Yeah, I, I, I get where uh, I, I get where the good doctor's coming from, but do they sit Reddick or do they sit Brantley? It's got to be one of those two. George Springer is going to be in center field, right? They're not so sitting you, you Brantley. The two... They're not sitting Brantley. No way. I mean, he's too yeah, good to yeah. sit. So, I mean, Reddick is the guy yeah. to sit, but I mean, he's a big leader in that team. Yeah, and I just you know. In a best case scenario, everybody stays healthy, right? And mm-hmm. Reddick slumps a little bit. You could see a platoon situation develop where Tucker, you know, gets gets in a fair number of at bats, but four hundred is not a fair number. Four hundred is just about a full time player, right? We consider what five hundred at bats full time. Yeah, but I mean, four hundred becomes starts to get interesting in a fantasy. I mean, drafting the mm-hmm. guy in a fantasy league, Timmy. I mean, if it's going to be less than four hundred. And where he is going, I mean, you, you, I mean, he's being drafted like he's going to get more playing time than that. Yeah, in my redraft leagues, uh, I probably won't own Kyle Tucker in any of them, Richard. He is going as the 35th outfielder off the board. He's going ahead of one ahead of Michael Brantley, two ahead of my buddy Max Kepler. Come on now. Yeah, no, that's that's way, 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 way. If I, you know, I. I'm just going to pull the outfielders up right now. Just you said he's going 35th. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. sir. Okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> so you're looking at your people are drafting him as a third outfielder. Yep. Well, man, if you're drafting somebody as a third outfielder, oh man, that's you know well, you look after him. You got Brantley. You got Kepler after him. Aquino's going to play full time. Fran Mill Reyes is. Uh, he's going to play full time till what day? I think he plays full time to like May fifteenth, and they go, "Wait a minute, you're yeah. not that good." Bye bye. See you in AAA. Yeah, you got David Dahl after that. Kyle Schwarber. Uh, Calhoun. Calhoun. Ooh, we're going to talk about Calhoun. By- yeah, Byron Buxton, J.D. Davis, Hunter Dozier, Lorenzo Kane, Mitch Haniger. Joe Adele at 53. I'll take Joe Adele every day before I'll take Let's pretend, because I do okay. th- have this in the notes. Um, let's say he, he got full-time at bats, Timmy. What kind of player can he be? Give me home runs and, and stolen bases. This is a guy who tore, tore the cover off the ball in AAA, came up to the majors in 2018 and didn't play well, played a little bit better in his second taste of the major leagues last year. Is this a 2020 kind of guy in a full-time at-bats? Uh, I would even go 30-20 potentially. Uh, yeah, you give him full-time at-bats, and I would have Tucker probably as a top 25 outfielder, maybe top 20. So it's interesting. So top 20, which is obviously higher than a top 35, but not that much higher. And there's tons of risk in in drafting him Mm -hmm. as your third outfielder with all of those question marks around his playing time. Well, yeah, and especially if you're drafting early, because, again, if you're drafting early, 
you know, it, it's fine for us to sit back and we, you know, we guess and we surmise and we logically have everything figured out. But then for some strange reason, come March, major league teams don't in, they don't listen to us, do they? Yeah, you know, they do their own thing. And all of a sudden, where we thought we had five solid outfielders, we got three. Okay. And the draft and holds. You know, and I have to assume that's the bulk of these early NFBC drafts. Oh, it's all and, of them. Yeah, you got to you got to secure yourself at bats and innings pitched, and taking a gamble on Kyle Tucker winning out a job and playing full time over Josh Reddick and Michael Brantley—that's a little bit too gutsy for me. Yeah, so so, so Timmy, the reason I I love the draft and hold format, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you mm-hmm. why. It it knocks out my January. I do I do them early mm-hmm. and it's in the yep. dead of winter and uh, I've done all of my prospect rankings by then all that work is done and I kind of want something fun to do and it's yeah. it's fun I find it fun over two or three weeks to draft all these players and you get an understanding of the player pool and it's fun to talk about it on the show I love yeah. the, the format I really I don't necessarily like playing it during the season but man it, mm-hmm. it's to me it's what a great thing to do in the dead of winter. Well, yeah, and you know when it's you know sixty-five degrees in the dead of winter, you got to have something to do other <laughs> than sit on the that, beach. That's right? right. I am thinking uh, of uh, life yeah. in New Jersey. It will get cold yeah, here, go. Timmy, a little bit, but because uh, uh, I don't know, we'll see. And then I've got all the I've got all the dynasty league drafts the following month, so yeah. it really right. works and, best for me to do it in January. And then you get into redrafts the month after that, and mm-hmm. we're. By the third week of March, we're rolling again. Yeah, we're rolling, Timmy. It doesn't. It, it it gets coming quick. Let's talk about the Angels, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. What is the mm-hmm. first question, Timmy? And I, I'm going to hold you to the exact date. Give me a time too. What is the arrival day and time of Joe Adele? Ah, uh, mid-April, and he's there for good. So it's going to be as soon as the he clears. Um, yeah. That extra year of team control plus a couple of days so they don't get a lawsuit thrown at them like like the Cubs have with uh, Chris Bryant. Yeah, no, you still there, Rich? I still am, yeah. Oh, okay, no, there's a little bit of a gap there. Yeah, right right now, Joe Adele's going as the 53rd outfielder off the board. Okay, do you want Joe Adele at 53 or do you want Kyle Tucker at 35? <laughs> I want Joe Adele. I definitely want because I know yeah. when Joe Adele comes up, he's playing. And Timmy, there's nobody blocking him. Brian Goodwin, that's it. And yeah. when you look at what the Angels have done point, this offseason. My point still stands just so you know there's no one yeah, blocking him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right, yes. Very harsh, harsh. I, that almost that almost sounded like I'm talking to myself for a second. <laughs> yes. I look, I, 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 and I, I've oh. been a big fan of Brian Goodwin. I, I think he can actually be a full-time player, but not. he's not, gonna, he's not going to stand in the way of Joe Adele unless Adele gets hurt. No. Yeah, exactly. I think Adele's up uh, early. He's he's definitely one of my targets in and amongst the you know the tenth, eleventh, twelfth rounds this year. I if I, I think he's going to be up, and I think he's going to contribute. So uh, you know, hey, you're going to hear a lot of good things about Joe Adele coming from me over the next couple of months, Rich. So, so so what I find curious, Timmy, is mm-hmm. Luis Robert is actually going as a twenty eight twenty eighth outfielder off the board. And I would assume the timing is going to be just about the same as Joe Adele. Mm-hmm. I know in our stake and liquor bet, you went Lewis Robert, I went Joe Adele. 
And according to the NFBC, you're going to win this bet handily. I'm struggling with a 30-position gap in, in many rounds different between Luis, Robert, and Joe Adele. Timmy, I can't understand that. Well, a lot of people obviously don't believe Adele's going to be up early. And for the life of me, I don't understand why. I, re- I really don't. Uh, you know, hey, you know, I, I think I think Robert is going to be Robert's going to be up there early. But uh, again, that's a big gap. And the only thing that I can say is that people are betting on thirty stolen bases and a ton of runs scored and some power out of Robert, uh, more so than they'll get out of Adele. You're not going to get thirty stolen bases from Adele, but you're going to get power. Uh, that could be in excess of, of what Robert produces. You're going to get a decent number of stolen bases, and I think the hit tool is better, so you can expect a better uh, batting average, potentially yep. OBP. I think people are going to be a- disappointed. I think people are going to be disappointed. They're looking at his crazy great year and not looking at yep. actually what he did when he was actually playing and the fact that he hit everything in sight. And that's not going to happen when he gets to the major leagues. And look at Yohan Mankata. It was a similar profile mm-hmm. coming up. And Mankata really struggled for a couple of years before he really put it together. And I think the same thing could happen with Robert. Robert. And uh, we'll see. I think he's being oh, – there's no way I'm taking him as, as my second outfit. I don't have that courage, Tim. No, I don't either. Uh, you know, I – the other problem with taking Robert as your second, third outfielder is basically you're sitting back going up against 14 other teams and you're betting you can get the 30 stolen bases you need, 25 to 30 stolen bases. You're going to get those stolen bases. And there's 14 other teams that are also looking at Robert and saying, well, maybe it's not quite that simple and if you leave the stolen bases and count on getting them from that one player you could be disappointed yeah well you take a look after that timmy having said this there's mm. puig benintendi Cassianos, conforto Mercado's going to get you stolen bases. Sandy, Danny Santana, as you know, is he's he's going to be the number one overall pick in 2021 he's going to get you some stolen bases yeah, Aquino's not Reyes, Dahl, get a little bit. There's not, I guess, Malik Smith to get you some. It's not a lot of speed, Timmy. Now, like, what's Andrew Benintendi doing at 30? Like, I got trouble with that. You know what I mean? It's uh, people are obviously I, people are betting on a bounce back, which I'm not. Well, we've seen 18 months of the current level of production coming from Benintendi. Uh, I'm not betting on he's going to turn it around overnight. You give me Conforto, Mercado, Santana, Kepler, and the list goes on and on. There's probably 15, 20 outfielders I would take before Andrew Benintendi at 30. Yeah. I mean, I I, I, I sat Benintendi in a league that I came in second last year. I, mm-hmm. Benintendi would have probably been Benintendi. I would have won that league, but he just mm-hmm. he didn't perform, and I put other players in for him because he just laid an egg for big stretches of the year last year. Yeah, he certainly did, and it's interesting to see you know in these early drafts, a lot of people are believing in a bounce back, and hey, good for them if it if if it if it comes off and. I, I just can't do it right now. I, I need to see something, and we haven't seen much since the first half of uh, 2018. Word association, Timmy. Otani, Heaney, Canning, Bundy, Tehran. What's the first thing that comes to mind? Uh, 
they need a fifth starter or an ace starter. Uh, there's not, not enough. How's that? Yeah, that, it's, that they, a, they, they, I mean, I, I love Otani, but I mean, uh-huh. was he going to get 160 innings, Timmy? And I, I'm assuming they're going to be pretty damn good innings, but. I mean, Heaney's okay. Can't I mean? There's just a lot of okay. I mean, they need somebody after Otani, I think. Well, and the thing with Otani is, you're saying 160, okay? I'm thinking more 125 to 140. Okay, all right. You know, this is his first full year back from TJ, right? Mm-hmm. Or how hard? How hard are they going to push them? I don't push them. I, I don't think the Angels have right now uh, a team that in 2020 can take a serious run at the division. Okay. They don't have the pitching. So why you know, did they looking... sign? Why did they sign Rendon? So they're going to just waste another year of Rendon and Trout? Uh, well, they're not wasting. They're developing. They're, they're, there's a difference. Develop- uh, they're going in a, in a positive direction. All right. <laughs> to, okay. to, to, to go from tomato, tomato. Okay. I got it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it, 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 you can't you can't go from stopped to go just by flicking a switch. I, uh, I, I mean, I get that. I, I still would have gone, put all my money in on a on a pitcher and try to outduel the Yankees for Cole. That's who they need. They need Garrett Cole. Yeah. They need Strasburg. They need somebody that they can just say, "Give us a win." Yeah, and I'm sure at some point in time, hey, the Angels know that. Yeah, they've got Trout, they've got Adele, they've got Otani, uh, they've got Rendon, they've got these guys all locked up. Okay, at some point in time, they will do what is necessary to be done to upgrade that pitching. Uh, hey, if they could have got uh, Garrett Cole, hey, they, they could have been favorites for that division this year. They didn't, yeah. and as a result, uh, I think they're going to have a much improved team, but they're just not quite ready yet. And I would hold Brandon Marsh back to me, but not trade him for, for Boyd. I would oh. hope that he's going to continue to develop and come the trading deadline when the, the maybe the Astros have taken a step back, the mm-hmm. A's are still good, and the Angels go, you know, we can make a run for it. And then they, they trade him for a couple of years of somebody who's really, really, you know, got a chance to be a number two. And then they go for it. Like a guy like maybe Mike Clevenger. How's that? Yeah, there's a good. That's a good name, Timmy. That's a really good name. I mean, somebody yeah. that's got some that 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 you could put in behind Otani in 2021. Yeah, and you know what? Yeah, you, you've got to have. They need one big arm, and I I think they'll go out and they'll get it. And Clevenger would be be great. Depending I, again, I'm not sure if he has just 2021 but even Clevenger on a one-year rental with Otani who hopefully in 2021 is up to the 180 to 200 uh, inning mark that that changes the dynamics then you can go with you know maybe a canning as your three and Heaney you know and hey who knows maybe uh, maybe we'll see the Dylan Bundy we expected to see four or five years ago you know I, what mean, I mean look uh, look I I, I I think Dylan Bundy and Tehran I get what they did to me I mean let's uh-huh. roll the dice they didn't cost all that, all that much money I would have taken what they paid them and thrown it onto the Garrett Cole deal but uh-huh. you know maybe they strike gold with one of those guys I don't think they do but I mean look uh-huh. they, they tried it with Matt Harvey last year it didn't work it's probably not going to work this year, but hey, at least it's two chits that maybe they'll get something. Well, yeah, and you know what? As much as I like Joe Adele, his best year is not going to be twenty twenty. No, 
<laughs> no, you know, 2021 on, I think we're going to see a much better, much better player than we see this year. So it gives it gives them time with the core of that team uh, intact to work Adele in and see what they've got pitching. And I, I'm, I'm convinced that the Angels will be a playoff contending team in 2021 and moving forward from there. Yeah, I, I like them a lot better than I like where the Houston Astros are sitting. I think the Astros are going the wrong direction and the Angels are, are pointing up. And by the way, not to suggest that Joe Adele is going to pull a Fernando Tatis, but he could. Uh, how do you rule it out? Kid's yeah. got some serious skills, doesn't he? He does. I mean, same with Luis Robert. I mean, he he could yeah. he could pull a, a a Fernando Tatis as well. I mean, we've seen it too many times here in the last few years where these young kids has come up and and rake. I don't expect it because uh, I think his hit tool and Roberts' hit tool is is not what Tatis's was when he came up, and definitely not uh, what some of the other guys were when they came up, like a Bo Bichette, but. Uh, or even of Vlad Jr., but uh, let's see. These guys are incredibly talented. Well, yeah, if Robert went uh, 2030 next year, mm-hmm. would you be shocked? Would it be earth-shattering to see numbers like that at the end of the year? It wouldn't be for me. Who, who, I'm who not was expecting player, Who was the player it. again? Uh, Robert. Uh, yeah, next year, 2021, 2030? Yeah, no, yeah. I'm thinking 2020. If if that happens this year coming up, I wouldn't. I, I'm not betting on it, but at the same point in time, I wouldn't be totally shocked. If if Robert goes twenty thirty, Timmy and bats two sixty two seventy, I mean he's going to be a first round draft pick in two thousand twenty one and front front of the front of the the lot. I mean mm. he's going to be yeah. he's going to be considered the next uh, Ronald Acuna. Yeah, I'm not anticipating that happening. But if it did, I wouldn't be totally shocked. I would be what's the you know, bed, I'll, Timmy. I would be what's the bed in 2020, yeah. and then I get him for cheap in 2021. All about me again, eh? That's right, it is. Me, 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 me. Gri- I like Griff- the attitude, though. Griffin, I, I learned from the best, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Griffin Thank Canning is, is going as 86 pitcher off the board. Probably the sixth, 65th, 70th starting pitcher. Is there value there? Um, I think it's about right. Uh, I, I have some concerns with Griffin Canning. You know, he last pitched last year, August 22nd. Okay, there was some elbow forearm inflammation towards the end of the year. Uh, I like Griffin Canning as a fifth, sixth starter, but I'm also a little bit concerned from a health perspective. So I, that's about in the right area for me, Rich. Let's move on to the Oakland A's. We'll take our final break, and then we'll wrap it up here, Timmy. Over, under, 20 starts for Jesus Lazardo. Over. Yeah, I hope so, Timmy, but uh, it's hard. I don't know how we even – I don't know how you say that because he's never been healthy. Well, yeah, he's never been healthy until he is. It was like Ian Kinsler when Kinsler first came up the first couple of years. He he was pegged as being injury-prone. And then he spent the rest of his career not being injury prone. So, uh, you know, how old's how old's Lazaro to tag to tag him with a, like a permanent? He isn't going to stay healthy. Uh, I just can't do it at his age. Uh, I think that's fair, Timmy. He has had Tommy yeah. John surgery as well, and and you know, pitchers are a little different than positional bats. But I mean, it's a fair point. Uh, Kensler was. We talked about it on this show, Timmy, which tells you how long we've been doing it. We could never sit there and and you know. 
we always discounted Kensler in a draft because he wouldn't play full time. And then he had a run of four, five, six years where it was 500 plus plate appearances and he was good. Well, yeah, and you know, you start looking at that Oakland rotation, and man, they got some they got some nice arms in there. Uh, uh, you know, you look at AJ Puck, you yep. look at Montez, mm-hmm. you look at Lizardo, Sean uh, Manaya, Sean Manaya, another another kid with big time potential. All and then young you look kids, at my- all young kids too. Well, exactly, and they'll probably trade Mike Fires to Houston at uh, the trade deadline. <laughs> exactly. so. Bring back Edwin Jackson; he'll pitch to a three thirty ERA. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> no, like I mean, you take Manaya, Montez, Lazardo, and Puck. Man, that's that's some serious talent. I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree, Timmy. I, I like it. Last question is: Do the A's make the playoffs? I think the answer is yes, right? Uh, I think they will be in it. Uh, it'll go down to the wire, I think, Rich. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say predict, I would say uh, it's hard to predict a, a yeah. wild card spot, but yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to win the division, but I think they'll be in it for a wild card spot. And here, I'll, I'll give you my definite maybe. Yes, I think yeah. they will sneak in as one of the wild card uh, teams. Again, I got if I were if I had a chance to go to Vegas, unfortunately, I don't Timmy. It would be mm-hmm. I'd put I'd put. 20 bucks down for them to win the AL West. I think I feel that strongly about them and I have that many concerns about the Astros. I still think the Astros mm-hmm. are the better money, but if I had $20 to waste, I would make that bet. I would as well. I'd also I'd also put more than that down on the White Sox winning the division. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, that's not as controversial. as us talk Chris Davis. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, when I was researching, I didn't realize he only slugged 398. This is Chris Davis. 398. He did hit 23 home runs, only 133 mm. games. Timmy was a bad season. He was hurt multiple times. Yeah. I'm assuming there's got to be a bounce back here. Or, or are we looking at somewhat of a new normal for Chris Davis? Oh, I'm betting on a bounce back. We saw we saw too many years of cons- consistent production. He was dinged up. It was a tough year. Uh, I don't see any reason why he can't return. Did he break a to... finger? Was it yeah, was it a broken I'm, finger? Or I'd something? have to. I'd have to. I'd have to. He was. He was just nicked up all year. But yeah. I, I think you're. You're looking. He's got 35, 45 home run power. Two forty. 240, 245 batting average, and you can drive in 100 runs. The Oakland A's have, uh, they got a lot of offense to go so along you, with a lot of pitching. You it's, think uh, it's reasonable to think 40 home runs and 40, 100? Yeah, I don't have any problems with that. And if he's going in the 13th round, I'll probably own him in a lot of leagues next year. Yeah, that's where he's going, Timmy. Final question uh, is, I'm all in on Sean Murphy. Give me the contrarian view on why I'm wrong. Murphy's Law. That's all I have to <laughs> well say. Played. It doesn't get any more contrarian than that, uh, does it? Well Rich? played. Uh, I'll give you a rim <laughs> shot on that one. I did not expect that. That was well played. So <laughs> the, the only the only thing that's a little bit of a concern is if you look at 2018, 257 at bats. Last year it was down to 150. Uh, he had knee surgery in the off season. Had apparently some meniscus issues. He's supposed to be ready. Okay, uh, for spring training. But again, the only thing that would cause me to discount Sean Murphy might be that knee, and I, I, I believe he's going to be healthy, and I, I like him. I, I, I think he could be a very, very nice buy. Like I said, the only thing that concerns me a bit is that off-season knee surgery. 
Uh, well, okay, then I, I'm, I'm, I'm still all in, then, Tim. Yeah, I, hey, I, I don't blame you. I like Sean Murphy a lot. I own him in a couple dynasty leagues, and you know, hey, uh, I'm betting he's going to be ready to roll. It's funny, Tim. I'm I'm uh, I'm looking ahead to the Seattle Mariners question. I have a guess the player in there, and I have no idea what the answer is. <laughs> I hope you do. <laughs> I didn't I, even see you had a guess the player. I had a guess the player in there. Uh, 60, 30, 22. Oh, yeah, yeah. What do these numbers represent? I haven't a clue, Tim. <laughs> the only thing that I thought of when I saw those numbers was Morgana, but she's uh, retired. Yeah, now. I know. I know. Timmy, let's see if we can figure this out. Uh, when we come back, we're going to do the Mariners and the Rangers. Jeez. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, I know what it is. Ah, uh, okay. let's start off. Guess the player, Tim. Let me, let me get over to the uh, Jeopardy okay. music here. Uh, I don't know if uh, Alex Trebek. I know he had cancer. I haven't heard what the status of that is. And you, you know, if he's back yet, Tim. No, uh, I don't know what the status is. I should know because he's uh, a fellow Canadian. Of I shouldn't be following I, that. That's but why I, I, w- I, w- I wish him well in, in, in his battles. I know he had health issues, and hopefully things are going well for Mr. Trebek. Well, here we go with uh, the theme, the Jeopardy theme, Timmy. So mm-hmm. guess the point. Okay. <laughs> 60, 30, 22. What do these numbers represent? Well, you already heard my first guess, but uh, I'm going to go with D. Gordon's high and low in stolen bases over his career. Uh, I'm going to say the answer is not completely right, but I'm going to give that to you, Tim, because that's pretty okay. damn close. Let me give you some cheers there. Um, okay. So it is actually the last three years of. He's still clapping. Let me finish the clapping. Okay, now we're done. Yeah. Uh, wow. He so, really yeah, likes he me. He really like likes you. Guy. Exactly. Yeah. So it was 60 stolen bases in 2017, 30 in 2018, 22 last season. That's not a good trend, is it? Uh, no, it's not. And when you combine that with his power numbers, uh, no, I'm totally staying away from D Gordon this year. I, I've I've been on record stating that I don't believe he can draft rabbits and be successful. Uh, and I'm sticking to my guns on that one. Uh, Malik Smith in Seattle is another player that I won't own. 
simply because it is all speed and every time you draft one of those all speed type guys you got to pick up your power somewhere else so it just adds another wrinkle and another challenge in the uh, team construction yeah it's it's just a couple three home runs i mean you're right it's it's very difficult uh, particularly it's not like he's got he's going to bat 330 or something like that or, yeah. or provide it provides some runs i think it's not a great lineup yet but I mean, he's going uh, yeah. 251 ADP, so, I mean, that's still pretty expensive. Well, yeah, and, you know, looking at that, how many runs is he going to score? 75 or 80? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, no, that's that's a pass for me on D. Gordon. Let's see. Okay. Um, let's get back to what's for, Evan White. Does he start the season with the Mariners? Yes, he does. Give me his projections. At-bats, home runs, and batting average. Uh, 520 at-bats, uh, 24 home runs, and a 215 batting average. Two, two, say that again, 215? Yes. <laughs> How's he going to hit 24 home runs, Tim? Well, hey, come on, 215. He's, yeah, he's going to hit that many home runs. Wow. I think he hits more than he has home runs. I would think he'd hit more as 260, 270 with 15 to 18 home runs. That's what I was thinking more of. Well, uh, again, I like Evan White long term. But we're talking about a kid who hasn't played a triple A, basically, right? Yeah, but he's older, Tim. He's close to 25, mm. college kid. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. 230. Well, I really convinced you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three more hits. He's up to two. He's up to two thirty. Ten percent spike in batting average. My my great negotiating skills and uh, the ability to influence Timmy. It got you to go with four more hits. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you work hard at it, Rich, and you know, know, (laughs) hey, get me to five or six. No, I I just think he's going to struggle with the batting average initially. I think it'll be there. Uh, as he progresses throughout his career, but initially, I just uh, so he's a pass. Have, then he's it, a, he's a pass for 2020 for you. Uh, uh bench slot, late yeah. round pick that I can stash on my bench to see how it. I'm intrigued, but I'm not going to pay a premium for him. Uh, Where's he uh, currently 30, going? In Thirty-eight, a, one slot up above uh, Hall of Future Hall of Famer Brandon Belt. Well, you know what? If I can get uh, Evan White, what is it? You said 38, mm-hmm. uh, 4.15, ADP. That's a bench player, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I'll take him. I'll take him on my bench. I'll take him before Dominic Smith. I'll probably take him before Rowdy Tellez, Victor Caratini. Well, you, see, you see that name at number 35, Miguel Cabrera, Timmy. Oh. Yeah, I know. That's yeah, sad. That's, that's, just flat, that's, just, that's just wrong. That's sad. Yeah, I'll take White before Howie Kendrick at 31. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, you know, Travis Darnold at 26. Yeah, no, I'll probably take White before Nate Lowe. I think that's a, an interesting a situation. A lot of so, people love Nate Lowe going into the season, Tim. I don't understand it. Well, again, where where's the playing time come from? Yeah. And I'm not convinced that he's uh, Tampa Bay's looking at him as a full-time bat yet. I was reading the Baseball HQ book uh, as I was prepping for my NFC draft, just reading some of the capsules, and I got the Brandon Belt. I didn't realize mm-hmm. they were a big Brandon Belt uh, supporter, and they the guy wrote uh, 
uh, you know, basically you can skip him in a draft, but this will be the year that he hits 35 home runs. You know, I'm like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the year you don't have him. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Uh, okay, Justice Sheffield, Timmy, uh, highly thought our prospect with the Yankees, went over in a big trade with James Paxton, pitched terribly last year, couldn't pitch in AAA, didn't pitch all that well, and, and with Seattle, does he get a chance? Is he worth targeting in drafts? Uh, when you start looking at your bench slots, you know, where you're going 30, 30 deep in total uh, in a redraft league, yeah, I, I like the strikeout potential. But I I think there's a he's not anywhere close to being a finished product. But again, uh, I like the strikeout potential. So when you look at a bench slot, yeah, I, I wouldn't rule out uh, making a move there. I like the cockiness. I, I think he is... Uh... Like Oof. a Marcus Stroman type of cocky potential number three starter. That's that's who I comp him to on the left from the left side. Yeah, so that that's how I like him. So, well, yeah, I, I remember in the AFL arguing with the ump on the pitch clock, yeah. not once but twice on the same batter getting called balls for taking yeah. too much time. And he stood there at the end of the inning and he got his two cents in. Uh, yeah, cockiness is not something he's short on. No yeah, doubt about I mean, it. I like that. I mean, that's yeah. yeah. I think it's just fine. I mean, players need to be cocky, right? Number four, Timmy, Jake Fraley or Lewis, Kyle, I got Lyle Lewis, Kyle Lewis. Are they worth rostering? Uh, of the two, uh, Fraley has more interest for me because of the power and the speed. Lewis, you know, he struck out 152 times and 457 at bats at double A last but he, year. He we hit s- well when he was in the majors, Timmy. Just saying. Well, he, yeah, well, no, I, he definitely did. Uh, uh, for me, they're both late picks, uh, bench slots. And for me, I'm giving Jake Fraley the edge. I am as well. Give me another name, Timmy, that you find interesting from a, for, for the fantasy players listening in and the Mariners. Well, there's a few names I'd like to mention, Richard. One being your guy. Like, don't give up on Mitch Hanniger. Okay, he's currently going as a fourth outfielder. You know, I think he's 52nd off the board. I, I like Mitch Hanager. Uh, you know, the last full season, yeah, 26, 98 stolen bases, 366 OBP. Uh, believe it or not, I'm throwing UC Kikuchi in there simply because you'll get you'll get him for nothing. Like, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> And, and he'll, and he'll and, give you nothing. So that, that well, works out well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, something from nothing is nothing. Though he's not going to be any worse than he was last year. I, I think he's a better pitcher than what we saw. So I, I, I'd throw a buck down on Kikuchi in the end game just to see what happens over the first few starts. And the one player that I am really, really interested in uh, that uh, – I probably won't draft in any leagues because I think he's far enough away that you don't have to. But for the second half next year, uh, Logan Gilbert. Love Logan Gilbert, Timmy. Love Logan Gilbert. For the second half of 2020, like, you know, once you get to the end of May, beginning of June, assuming that Gilbert continues to pitch the way he did last year, you should, he's going to be a player that'll make my waiver wire. Oh, two to three weeks before his arrival. Yeah, I just wonder if he's going to get the chance, Timmy, because they're not going to be very good. Well, again, do they do they hold him back? I I don't know, but uh, he's he's a guy that I'm going to be following very very closely in the uh, in April May of 2020. Yeah, he was. Uh, 
we haven't got to to the Seattle Mariners, but he's higher than I think many people will uh, think mm-hmm. in my uh, my writer for the Mariners. A big, big fan of Logan Gilbert. I don't think he's all that old, Timmy. He is. We'll be 20, no, he's funny. He'll be 23 in May. So. Yeah, and you know what? He made it to double A, 165 strikeouts, only 33 walks. That's, I believe the ERA was just over two. Uh, he's got my attention, Rich, so I'm going to be watching him very, very closely next year. Uh, okay, Timmy, so let's finish up with the Texas Rangers. We'll do that quickly because we're almost at an hour and a half, Timmy. These these podcasts are taking oh. getting us really long. So anyway, Texas Rangers. And I was about to – I thought I uh, I had stumbled on to a guy that nobody had you know was thinking about, and Willie Calhoun, Timmy. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe that he hit 21 home runs in 83 games, struck out 16% of the time, walked 7% of the time. I thought he'd be a late-round gamble. I go over to the NFC, he's going in the 11th <laughs> round. I mean, wow. That's like, is that full value, or can he beat that value? Uh, well, 21-83, if he hits 30-plus homers next year, which I don't think is out of the realm of possibility, you could be getting a bargain in the 11th round, Rich. Okay, that's that's what I was asking. So, look, I love Willie Calhoun. He's coming up through the system. He really struggled in his first couple uh, swats at the major leagues, but the guy can mm-hmm. always hit. It's just a matter of time. He's not very athletic. They'll have to struggle, you know, with him probably playing left field or, you know, so. But if the guy can hit, which he can, I think he gets the playing time. Well, yeah, I, I can still remember watching him in the AFL, okay, and he sort of waddled up to home plate, okay, yeah. and I I can't remember who I was sitting with, but I said, who is this guy, and I looked down, Willie Cal, he, he did not look like a ball player, yeah. okay, not at all, and he took a couple balls, and then he parked one in the bleachers and sort of waddled his way around the bases and went back and sat down again, it was, it was impressive to see, but he, he's not a, uh, what's a great, he, he's, your first impression, at least for me, wasn't really all that good. You know what I mean? He, he just doesn't he, – he's not your prototypical Byron Buxton. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but he's not going to get but, hurt like Byron Buxton because he's not going to move very quickly in the outfield. He's going to lumber over to the ball. Uh, yeah, definitely. But uh, the hit tool is definitely very real. Uh uh, no bargains this year, apparently. Uh, the uh, NFBC people uh, all over them early on. All over them. I agree. And uh, that was that was richer than I thought, Timmy. And, uh, wow. Uh, Rognet Odor, Timmy, I don't know what to do with players like this. 30 home runs, 11 stolen bases. He only hit 205. I mean, the guy just strikes out a ton. It's a 244 Babbitt, so you think maybe there'll be some correction there. But, again, strikes out a ton, 30. 30% strikeout rate. I, I don't know what to do with guys like this. Uh, for me, it's an, I, I'm just avoiding it. Uh, you know, he brings a commodity that you can use, but at the same point in time, man, that, that batting average will tear you up. But you got to make sure, if you're looking at Odor, you got to make sure that you protect your batting average somewhere. And, you know, it's reflected in the NFBC uh, drafts right now. He's going behind uh, Kevin Newman. Colton Wong, uh, all rise in Minnesota. Michael Chavez in Boston. Yeah, he's probably going to be followed a, a by Triple A most of the season too. So yeah, yeah. Ruffnet Odour is at twenty three. Uh, again, people are basically saying that yeah, okay, power is nice. Hey, the odd stolen base, not bad. The batting average will kill you. Kill you. Yeah, I know. And 
Yeah, it's uh, when it when in doubt. Uh, hopefully, I'll have second base shored up long before I have to debate whether or not I'm looking at uh, you know Rise or Odor or Madrigal. Or I'd rather, to be honest, with you, I'd rather have I think have Nico Gudrum right now than you keep bringing up nico gudrum timmy i mean what's what's going on you're about to put him on the market one of the dynasty leagues trying to get some get some juice on him what's going on here well there's no such thing as a bad rum okay (laughs) that's true (laughs) so so uh, we'll talk about nico gudrum another day just uh Mm -hmm. so rognet odor nick solak is on a lot of early sleeper lists timmy i mean and he's currently slotted in at third but I, yes. I think the Rangers need a third baseman, right? I mean, so does does Nick Solak get playing time in in, in Texas? Does he take over for a door if a door gets off to a slow start? What what do you think's happening there? Well, yeah, you sort of have to feel for this kid, okay? Because you know he had a good year last year, two seventy yeah. batting average. Uh, I think he was close to thirty home runs, mm-hmm. but. All you hear about this offseason is how the Rangers are looking to replace him before he yeah. gets a full time chance, right? And uh, you got to sort of oh, feel Rays, for the kid. Rays, Rays moved him. They, you know, they had a forty man crunch and they moved him. So, mm. yeah. So I, I'd sort of like to like to get the opportunity, but it appears you know the Rangers were even rumored to be looking at Arenado, right? Yeah. Now they're supposedly still in on Josh Donaldson and. You know, so I, I don't know. I guess if they maybe it's all just to make their fans feel better, and then they throw Nick Solak out there. Yeah, I, I, they need a third baseman. I'd like to see them give Solak the opportunity. To be honest with you, I, I you know, Josh Donaldson, I think would be a better fit on per se a contending team. I can see him going to Washington. Yeah, uh, Solak hit uh, twenty-seven home runs in the minors last year, five and thirty-three games with the Rangers. Um, 354 batting average of balls in play at 293 average. So, I mean, strikeout rate was 21.5. Walked off. I mean, it's a solid player. I think that guy could be a full-time yeah. major leaguer. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and if the Rangers don't fill that hole at third base, uh, definitely by the time my principal drafts roll around in March, uh, he'll have my attention. Uh, final question for the Rangers, Timmy. Give me one other fantasy player you're interested in. Uh, actually, I'm going to overachieve and give you a couple. I can't get off Colby Allard, Rich. I really can't. Uh, tell should, me why tell me. I should. Because he's, yeah, not exactly. that, he's not that good. I mean, strikeout rate, and he doesn't throw very hard. Um, you know, his, I know it's from the left side, doesn't need to throw, throw as hard as he does, but the stuff doesn't have a much, uh, much movement on it. I mean, if you take a look at all the pitch effects data, it's not a high spin rate guy. It's just, eh, it's me stuff. You know, it's number four, number five starter stuff. That's that's what so, I think. So what's the real reason? <laughs> yeah. he, he's he's a great dancer, Timmy. Just so you know, oh, so I know that's important well, for you. Well, because it should have been because Max really Kepler. Important. I mean, we learned from Max Kepler. You should you should look at that uh, that quotion. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll add it into my mix. The, the other guy that I, I find very intriguing, and you're not going to be surprised by me mentioning this name for the 811th time, but Jolie Rodriguez. If you're in leagues that count save save holds, uh, get this guy rostered. Uh, I think you also want him rostered after what we saw happen to Jose Leclerc last year, and you lost the job for an extended period of time. I think Rodriguez is second in line and has the numbers, I think, to be a success in his return from Japan, Rich. Uh, Timmy loves those Japan guys. Timmy, let's... 
Let's take one more break. We get back. I, I want to. You said a word that I didn't know what it was. So uh, we need to uh, we need to figure out what that word is. When we get back, we're going to find out what the heck Tim was talking about. Yeah, Tim wants to know too. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you were talking about second baseman and you were talking about Chavis and then you said all rise, what, what were you saying? Oh, okay. Yeah. I, w- I was doing the, the pronunciation on... Uh, our friend in Minnesota, Luis. His oh, name is L A R. I gotcha. I gotcha. The, yeah, the guy who who can hit, but uh, there's no no, no yeah. speed or power there, right? I thought you were saying yeah. all right. <laughs> I think I, I, I think that I think that's how you pronounce his name. Is our eyes? Yeah, I, I'm not sure, Timmy. I, I mean, I, I've never heard his name actually pronounced. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, he beat. Uh, yeah. They they got rid of Jonathan Scope, so they didn't need him anymore. So he's he's got the full time uh, gig at second base. Kid can really hit. There's just not a lot of oomph behind his uh, behind his hit tools. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, you know, if you, if you're looking later on, he's definitely somebody that should have your attention. I think because I think a hit tool is strong, but again, he's got to develop some power. Yeah, well, and to this point in time, we haven't seen it really, have we? So, Timmy, long show. Thanks, everybody, for yes. sticking with us. An hour and 35 minutes. Timmy, sorry to make us go so long. But, uh, everybody, we wait to the very end because everybody wants to know what's for dinner. Oh, we're having Chinese tonight, Rich. We've got uh, takeout Chinese or are you making them? Making Chinese. Oh, we're, we're making a chicken fried rice and sweet and sour chicken bowls. Uh and uh, I am salivating just thinking about it, Rich. Uh, chicken, what about you? Uh, chi- wait a minute, wait a minute. Chicken fried rice, how, how do you, I mean, I get. I know it's rice. What makes it fried rice? Uh, you cook it in a frying pan uh, with soy sauce. You frying pan, and, that's it, and, and, and that's what makes it fried rice, huh? Well, well, yeah, and you put soy sauce in there and little egg, add a little taste. Egg. Maybe some. Oh yeah, the the yolk is always on me. Yeah, a couple okay. eggs actually. Yeah. Uh, throw some green onions in there, and like I said, some diced chicken. Uh, oh, I tell you, I I know exactly where I'm headed as soon as we hang up, and that's the kitchen, Rich. Wait a minute, low salt soy sauce, right, Tim? Oh, hey, of course, it's much <laughs> much the same as the low low sugar sodas Look, I drink. I do not want to send this podcast to your cardiologist. You go go for the low salt soy sauce, Tim. Yeah, I'm meeting with my cardiologist uh, January 10th. 
Uh, feel free to contact her anytime <laughs> after the eleventh, Rich. Okay, okay? I'll give uh, you the name and number. That's funny. Yeah, Timmy, we uh, we ate way too much. I mean, we had a cake and two pies, and then we got bread. We got uh, banana pudding, which is a which is a staple mm. here in the South. And so okay. it was all those desserts and ice cream on top of that, and then ham and lasagna for Christmas Eve. So we just Ooh. are so sick of food. So Lori's mm-hmm. cooking a nice grouper tonight, just going to lightly grill it with some vegetables and just trying to decompress. That's what we're doing. What's a grouper, Rich? I'm not familiar with that That's a particular fish. fish. That's a fish. Okay. It's, a, it's a white fish, a flaky fish. It's very mm. mild. It doesn't have a very strong flavor. And it's, it's okay. well, when you're down in Florida, Timmy, for your big draft with um, labor, I mean, that's, I mean, grouper is like the, the like the, the state fish. I mean, everybody has grouper down there. It's wonderful. Uh, okay. But some people, yeah. like my daughter hates fish. Like, and mm. Lori and I, that's pretty much all we eat. <laughs> Otherwise, mm. we'd be 400 pounds. So. Yeah, I like shrimp, lobster. I, I don't eat a lot of fish fish, but I like the... Well, that's, that's not fish. So just so you know, Timmy, no. okay. shrimp that, that, that's lobster, not... that's like seafood. That's not like uh... healthy fish, right? You want to have the salmon and the grouper and the drum fish and things like that. That's because that has very little calories and a lot of it's good for you too. So which is why I eat seafood. <laughs> yeah. You soak it in butter and it tastes really good. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Throw in a little bit of salt to give it some spice. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you're, you're good to go. So, um, uh, try to eat a, try to eat a low salt diet, Tim. It's rough, man. Everything's got salt in it. So, yeah, I, I, that's one thing I'm very careful of. I don't add salt for the most part to anything. I never have. So I, I, I get a bonus there. But, you know, for every good thing I do with salt, I manage to destroy it with sugar. So it, uh, yeah, I guess it balances out. So it's funny. My doctor changed my uh, heart medicine around. And, uh, yeah, I was on a high blood pressure medicine for years. And he wanted to okay. change it because he said that I couldn't be on it forever because it wasn't a drug to be on a long time so he put me on something else which has had some really nice benefits but he said you Mm. have got now to manage your salt better because otherwise you'll have high blood pressure so so watch your salt Mm. intake and timmy we had ham for for christmas dinner and i just i I, I, no, i mean it was a ton of salt in it and uh, (laughs) i went for a run the next day my hands were all swollen i'm like oh dear lord i ate too much salt so uh i couldn't and so then i looked and like it was like four ounces of ham had like almost as much salt as you're supposed to eat in the whole day (laughs) so four ounces isn't very much i'm like oh good lord so so uh very minimal ham so that's a tip to people that are trying to watch their salt intake yeah, I just take these water pills or something. They're supposed to take you know take care of things, Rich. But I probably should watch it a bit more. Yeah, I mean, salt is a salt is a four letter word uh, in many ways, Timmy. But that's uh, that's the cardiolo- make believe cardiologist, Rich Wilson. So, any mm. other final comments, Timmy, on on what we talked about and what you've got working? I know you've got catchers that you're doing this week. Yeah, I'm on a real roll. I got the top five ranked, and I'm moving forward from there, Rich. So we'll be <laughs> okay. all re- we'll be all ready to go for next weekend. How's that sound? Oh, I I, I mean it's going to be fun. I, it's it's probably my favorite time because uh, mm-hmm. I love going through the rankings because you've done all the work, and all I have to do is like react to it. It's just so much fun. And so I'm really really looking forward to that. So uh, we'll start with catchers, and I guess first base, and go from yep. there. 
Sounds good, and I'm going to be feverishly working uh, working on getting them rankings uh, rolling. Rich, uh, just uh, uh, a, a thank you to uh, all of the listeners on our podcast. Man, I got a lot of really positive feedback, and it was uh, it was awesome. So, thanks to the listeners that enjoyed the podcast mock. Uh, we're going to have a couple more of them, I believe, as we approach draft season so again uh, my thanks for the positive feedback and here's wishing all of our listeners a very happy new year well on on that notion timmy not on that wishing our isn't it annoying though we do this podcast like sometimes two sometimes three times a week and people say nice things Mm -hmm. dr mershak comes on and people flaunt all over him he's like like he should be on more often. Get rid of Wilson and McLeod. You should. And what? What is this? I have no idea, but I totally agree. <laughs> like I, you know, we invite him to these mock drafts. Okay. Yeah, and he and becomes he a turn, superstar. He becomes a star. Yeah. Yeah, he turns it into the Dr. Mershak show. And I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm at a loss for words. I really am. But I do appreciate, uh, I do appreciate him coming on. In he's a got the way. fancy equipment and the high end oh. microphone. It makes us see this. He's really good. Timmy, it's down. So I think the bottom line is we don't have him on anymore because he's too good for us. Oh, well, yeah, we'll save uh, our next invite for our six-team mock that we'll have in the middle of June. How does that sound? <laughs> uh, very, very good. We love the great Dr. Mershak. He will be on again, as always. And, Timmy, yes. I agree. You have a you have a great uh, uh, beginning of the new year, and we're going to do another podcast on maybe Thursday or Friday because we've got to do yeah. – we got to do a prospect, I think, the AL East. So you've got to interview yeah. me on that AL East uh, uh, squads. So. Well, and you know I'll go easy on you because you get to turn the tables the next Sunday when we look at catchers. So, yeah, it, I'll, I'll, I'll be on my best behavior, my friend. Okay, my friend, we will talk to you in a few days. Everybody, Happy New Year, Timmy. Be- Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, happy new year. Be well, Rich. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.